Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A warm welcome if you have just joined us. You're listening to the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. I'm your host, Sulayla, and on this beautiful, beautiful day, I have an extra beautiful lady in studio with me, mashallah, and her name on the program called to Islam is Nuseiba Bratso, and I'm hoping I got it right. Assalamu alaikum to you, pretty lady. Walaikum How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. It's a beautiful day. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> did I get your surname correct? Yes, you did. Excellent. <laughs> All right, but I like Nuseiba. So you said Nuseiba means? Okay, well, I'm actually named Nuseiba because it's um, a very courageous, brave woman mm-hmm. that was around um, during the time of the Prophet, so I say. And he was one of, uh, she was one of, um, his companions, and she fought beside him on the battlefield. Oh, and she was known for being very, very good with the sword and a very brave, courageous mm-hmm. woman and a great che- teacher for, for women as oh, well. Oh, excellent. excellent. So my um, best friend and her mother cho- chose the name for me. How beautiful. They thought that um, her story and her character was like me. <laughs> um, Are you, yeah. Do you consider yourself a fighter? Um, yes, um, okay. for justice and um, I suppose in life we, never ha- we, we should never give up mm. um, and we should always keep then, you know, then fighting your name forward. Is, <laughs> you're, you're, you're very aptly named then. Yes, yes I definitely <laughs> love the name. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. If you'd like to uh, send Nuseba a message, a message of saying, Assalamu alaikum, pretty lady, how are you doing? Something like that. Not the males, though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Just to, to encourage her and a message of salam. Anything that you'd like, you can send it on 47913. We'd love to hear from you today. So Nusayba's here to talk about uh, how she answered Allah's call to Islam, how um, the journey came about. And I think we're going to go back to childhood and find out where she's from and what kinds of mischief, I mean, things she was <laughs> up to. <laughs> All right, let's, let's find out. Okay, so I'm um, from a place called Essex. Mm-hmm. which is on the border of um, East London and Essex in England. Okay. Um, my mother is of English descent and my father is of Sicilian descent. So oh, his, grandparents, his parents sorry, mm-hmm. um, emigrated from Sicily in the late 40s. Um, so I went on a big journey back mm-hmm. then. Um, it took them two weeks to get to England. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then they've stayed there ever since. Um, so from both sides of my family, um, they are Roman Catholic. Okay. My, my grandma, whose name is Camilla, she was actually what you call a novice nun. So that oh, means okay. um, she completed all of the training mm-hmm. to, to, be, to, pe- to become a nun. Um, and then they have a period of um, six months where they actually spend time with their family um, before they actually go into um, the complete refinement of, of, of being a nun and then you okay. don't leave that residence. Oh and during my. that time, she actually met my granddad. Okay. <laughs> and the rest is history, as they say. being a nun was not for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also um, have nuns on my mother's side of the family as well. Okay. And the reason why I speak about this is because it's quite interesting in the Catholic faith where 
um, if you truly want a very close um, relationship with God, um, being a nun or a monk is, mm. and especially f for for a woman, the closest you can be really in in that relationship yes, is yes. as a nun. So um, I actually was not baptized or christened when I was a child. So unless you're baptized, you're not um, recognized as uh, as oh being in that, in that religion. So I was very free to to discover things mm. from a very young age, but I always looked up to this idea of being a nun and was very um, curious by that. Um, and I always wanted um, a spiritual connection and a relationship to God. And mm -hmm. from a young age, I asked a lot of questions and I was very lucky that I lived in a very diverse um, community and mm -hmm. area. We had people from all over the world and all different okay. religions. Yes. So from a young age, um, I was very um, curious and I asked lots of questions to all mm. my friends of different um, faith backgrounds. What kinds of questions did you ask? Um, well, it might be just as simple as how do you pray? You know, ah, because we all have different okay. ways that we pray. Um, what are, <coughs> you know, what are your, your beliefs or your yes. foundations in your religion? Um, but I, I always remember this question that my religious studies um, teacher asked. Um, in my secondary school, I must have been about um, 12 or 13 years old and he gave us some homework and he said um, if um, you were standing before God and you could ask any question, what would that be? Mm, interesting. And I thought about this <laughs> and um, my question was, out of all of the religions and the paths in the world, which is the true one to follow? Mm. Because I had that openness within my family that yes, yes, um, that, that I, I wasn't following a particular way. Mm, I was so it's quite interesting that even yeah. from a young age, I was so open of okay, well, what is what is the way? Mm. I actually just generally want to have a relationship with in, with, indeed, with God. Indeed, I was just thinking about what you said of not being baptized. There was a, there was mm. a reason why you weren't. Yeah. Well, um, my I parents have their, their reasons. The okay. three of us children were not, were not yeah. baptized um, and they had their particular struggles or mm. questions or maybe think, mm. or things that they didn't believe with, yes. um, with, with, with the Catholic way. Mm. There were certain things that they All must right. have experienced yeah. That, yeah. Um, that they didn't want for you. Yeah, and they, yeah. they kind of gave us that but freedom. I, I, I think I'd also like to think that Allah had a plan for you. Mm, as to always. why, mm. why uh, you chose a different path than anyone else. Are you the only one in your family that embraced Islam? Um, in my immediate family, yes. yes. But um, I have found out that I have a cousin oh. that is Muslim, but um, it's actually a secret within the family. Oh. <laughs> so, <Don't say. laughs> um, because, it, you know, in, in England, there is a lot of misconceptions about Islam. Yeah. And the media does affect um, people's mm. minds a lot. Negatively. And um, I think they don't want to rock the boat. But I, I, I believe in being honest. So I told the family quite early. Okay. But um, that's actually, um, probably, it's probably been over 10 years that he actually, since he took his shahada. But oh. still no one knows. So really? <laughs> it's, really? It's a, a secret. Time, but eh? um, yeah. it was very interesting, actually, only a week or two after I took my shahada. I walked into that family home 
in South London and I walked into his bedroom and I knew straight away he was Muslim mm. and I didn't know before. Okay. And then the did, family shared you, it with me. Or did you speak but to But it was, shh, oh, okay. <laughs> Even <tell>. now. So. <laughs> it's very strange, you know, <laughs> because usually when somebody embraces, they want everyone to know, even, even though it might impact negatively on their lives. But um, in that, in his case, th- that is his choice, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah. I suppose it takes a certain amount of bravery to Courage. share it, especially. Yeah. I think um, this is one of the reasons why I moved to South Africa and I really mm. love my life here. And actually, we're so lucky here as Muslims that there isn't so much stigma and we Absolutely. have so much openness here. Um, yeah. To practice our faith and um, not be, you know, judged in any, mm. any negative way. We are indeed very fortunate. But it in does. That, it yes. does. It does. Um, it can stimulate a lot of fear for a Muslim to come out in England mm. because of um, what the repercussions might yes. be. Yes. I mean, I, ha- I, I, you know, I did have some struggles with my family when I All when right. I came out. Oh, <laughs> right. uh, that sounds rather weird. Okay, let's go back, rewind a bit. To the time that you thought, okay, this looks very interesting. Islam is, might be something I'd be interested in. Well, that was actually a huge fast forward from if I look at my childhood. Um, the only time I really th- thought that maybe some seeds were planted in Indonesia hmm. and South Africa was really when I did that serious reflection because yes, yes. I'm actually fasting forward quite a bit in time mm-hmm. um, so don't, don't, don't fast forward yes, too it's much quite difficult. otherwise we're going to miss mm. some mm. of the very important events of mm. your life okay well um, so I um, did a degree in photography okay. um, and a part of that was studying in Venice in Italy so that experience really opened up to me how secular the society was in England and it has it's very um catholic orientated in in italy and so that had an impact on my creative work as a photographer i see and from doing that i then had my biggest dream and ambition was to travel around the world so to cut a long story short when i graduated i worked professionally as a photographer and then i set sail on my adventure and it started in rio janeiro Mm. and um the whole aim really um, was that I wanted to physically experience the different lifestyles and ways of living around the mm. world because I knew that mine was not the only way um, and not necessarily the best or the right way yes, for yeah. me. So um, I had a philosophy that whenever I would enter a new, a new place that I would try and wipe my slate clean as much as possible Mm-mm. and learn um, how, how, how are things done in the local way. Okay. And so... Um, sort of in Rome, do as the Romans that's do. That's it. Okay. That's it, yes. So obviously that covered lots of different things. Mm-hmm. And at the same time as it being a physical journey, it was a spiritual journey at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I also learned... I learned so many different things on that travel. And it took... It was, it was two and a half years. I was wow. traveling as a traveler. <laughs> but I was also working professionally yes. as a photographer. And um, so I really learned about... All different faiths. Um, I did um, Buddhist meditation, Vipassana, um, where when you're learning that purest form of meditation, Mm -mm. you're not allowed to um, um, speak, read, 
pray in any other way, do any exercise, leave the compound, um, okay. only eat at certain times. Uh, I think the last time you eat is 11 in the morning and it's it's um, 16 hours a day of meditation. Wow. And um, That's pretty you're just rigid, going eh? completely inward um, and, and experiencing um, and feeling everything that's going on in your body from your your mm. head to your toe mm. and um, that um, I wouldn't call it a retreat because it's not easy <laughs> and there's what they call the monkey mind and you yeah. might think you're going mad yeah. at some point because you you are going completely inward yeah but and within and that, unlike anything you've ever done I, I didn't even think I could sit still <laughs> for, for for an hour, okay. even, uh, yeah. you know, completely still. So um, within that ex experience, um, that's for 10, da 10 days, that was one of the biggest transformation shifts that I had inwardly, spiritually. Mm. Um, and um, that was in, in, um, in Kashmir, in the mountains in North India. And then... I was like a newborn baby after okay. that in terms of, wow, now I can really fully sense all of my senses mm. now. It's like a, mm. an inward purification. So there were some positive, but some negative as well, um, would you say? Well, um, I actually would say it, it, was, it was fully positive. I mean, okay. um, we have... Um, um, uh, things are challenging sometimes. Oh, uh, right. Often the most beneficial things are challenging. Yeah. Um, but through that, it was, it was the f first massive transformational mm -hmm. shift, and right. um, I, I made a prayer at the end of that that now now I'm ready to to receive mm. the truth of reality of how things really Excellent. are. That was Excellent. my my dua, my prayer that I made yes, yes. at the end of that in All the right. valley. So, what was your next your next sojourn into into anything? Um, well. A Sikhism really touched me, actually, in Punjab, okay. in India. Actually, when you look at the history, if you look at the Guru Nanak, the first guru, he was actually a Sufi, really. Mm -hmm. He was from Pakistan, part of Punjab. And he came to bring unity between the Muslims and the Hindus that were fighting okay. at that time. And he used to sit under trees and basically make zikr mm -hmm. and to sing nasheeds mm -hmm. and he brought a lot of peace to that region and a lot of okay. unity at a time when there was a lot of conflict right. and i really resonated with the strength of those people as well because they're also known as the warriors uh, and they actually and carry being a warrior <laughs> in, yeah, inside one of yeah. the five things that make a pure sikh is to carry a sword okay and um yep yeah, they, they are they are very brave strong people All right. but the thing about sikhism that i notice although i really respect them um, and I really learned a lot by um, spending time with the um, um, with the very spiritually wise people there. Mm -hmm. It was focused on men. It, 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 uh, even at that stage, I, f I, I realized that it was a man-made religion. Mm. It came for a people at a time that needed it. And um, I didn't... F Guru Nanak and the 12, the 12 people that came after that, which is the foundation okay. of Sikhism... Um, they were they were men. They weren't really prophets or messengers, mm -hmm. um, mm. in my point of view. It's more of a um, yeah, uh, uh, something that came to help people at a time. Right. So that was my realization of, of that. Right. When did Islam impact on your life? 
during um, all of this? Yes, well, I, I think there were seeds that were planted in Indonesia and Malaysia. Mm-hmm. There, what I'd seen that I hadn't seen before was um, this true um, humbleness and softness and selflessness of the character of people shining through. Yeah. And the modesty in the women that didn't cover up their personalities or who they were. Mm. They were often very colourful and they coordinated all of their clothes um, and just with so much colour that I felt I really... I hadn't seen that before because my experiences before... Even coming from India? Well, actually, I went to India afterwards. Uh, I see. But the... the, it's harder to get interaction with Muslims in India, actually, Mm-mm. as a traveller. Um, um, yes, I had really... Um, I, I, for, for me, they, they showed a really good example of of a Muslim. Mm. They were very open and understanding yeah. to other people. And um, also hearing the Adan in all different locations, even when I'm in the middle of the jungle mm. or in the rice fields. You can uh, hear all the name being called. Yes. yes. I, I remember often waking up um, for the Fajr Adan mm. and I'd be staying in a hotel that was on a, 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 and I could walk up onto the rooftop <laughs> or these different locations yes. and just listen and hear. And it, and. I know that it touched my heart mm. then. So I think there were seeds planted with the interactions yes. I had with people yes. in the environment in Indonesia. Yeah. Um, but it was actually in Cape Town in South Africa that all of these See, you had to things visit came together. country in order for you to Yes, it wasn't part set. of the plan. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. And, and um, 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 yes, I found my home and I found... I found um, the truth of the, all that jigsaw came together, mm-hmm. came together. All right. Here, when, when you when you realize that, listen, this I cannot run away from this anymore. It, I am here. This is what my life is going to be like. And also knowing that there were going to be many changes along the way. Mm. Were you prepared for that? For the different way of life? I don't think you ever really are. But mm. Allah equips you with the tools See, and the weapons and the knowledge and the things that you need when you need it. Yes. And I think um, at first, um, it's, it, it's an ocean of knowledge. Mm. And I think at first you can become quite overwhelmed. Mm. What must I do? What must I know? Ah, okay. You have to take a step back and think, what do I need to know right now? Mm. at this moment and I can implement it you know because knowledge is power but we also need to remember that the knowledge that we take in we have to implement so it's not about how much you know but do you profoundly understand it and grasp it and can you authentically implement Mm. it and that's the most important thing isn't it and talking about help did you have any help from family friends at that point when you decided this this is going to be my new way of life um well when so when i first had that f- that feeling and that revelation was actually mm. in south africa and here i didn't have um best friends or family okay there was people there was there was muslims that i was asking questions here okay. for a bit of support but where i actually took my shahada 
was um, in England because I wanted to actually, I didn't want it to be something that I just did when I travelled. I ah. wanted it to be, uh, I, you know, it was firm. It was a big decision. Mm. And so also I went back to my hometown. your family needs to know too. I guess that was so one well, of the Well, at first I was just thinking about myself. <laughs> And what's right okay. for me, okay, and not confusing too many things within right. within within okay. that. Yeah. So um, I went back, and as soon as I went back, within one day, yeah. I knew. All right. Hold on to that thought. I want to come back to it after the break, inshallah. The Voice of the Cape, ninety-one point three FM stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We have been busy chatting. We forgot that uh, Miss Abida Dixon Muhammad will put the mic on. <laughs> And a warm welcome to you, my dears, if you have just joined us. This is the Voice of the Cape broadcasting to you on 91.3. I'm your host, Sulela. My guest is Nuseiba Bratso. She's talking to us about her journey to Islam and how she answers Allah's call to Islam. Alhamdulillah. Now, before the break, we wanted to get into that realization that I cannot run away from this anymore. I need to do this. And the words that came out of your mouth and how it made you feel. That's a lot to ask for, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I okay. try my best. All right. Um, I want to go back to um, May in 2009. And I was in um, Seapoint, actually. Mm -hmm. And I was writing some poetry on my own. And I was really at um, a stage where I was, I was really critically thinking about what is the truth of reality of how mm. things really are. Okay. And then I had this profound profound voice that came to me in realization that there's nothing that really connects the whole of humanity and the universe actually for that matter mm -hmm. like um, the salat, the prayer mm. and it was on the f on many different layers on an energy level and when, if we just think of all of these circles that it creates almost like um, a whirlpool that goes right around the entire globe. Mm. And it actually permeates throughout the whole of the universe. If you look at the cosmic universe, you can see that swell, that circular motion that's made with the stars yeah. and with the universe. And when we're doing this prayer, it's all connected for all of the people mm. around the globe, but okay. also into outer space. And even the movement of the Salah is so connected to nature as, uh, as, uh, as well, mm -mm. Um, like, a, like a wave, like the ocean. And I also felt that um, the, mo the movement taps into a vibration. It's it's a message and it and it's it's tapping into the unseen mm -hmm. so i really felt that and it and it felt so profound that actually at any moment there's always so many people praying in that direction which is making continuous circles around the world mm -hmm. and um yeah, so it just seems so natural and so mm. organic and so that connected is, to nature and the whole for. of the universe. Yeah. Um, so it was having that spiritual connection and at the same time it was two-pronged with actual logical history. 
So if I actually look through the the the, the history of how um, religions and people came to Earth. Um, let's say um, different pagan beliefs of gods yes. and Buddhism and and Hinduism and um, Jewish faith and Christianity and all of these things, mm. all of these people that came and I put them into a chronological order. It all fit together like a jigsaw and it mm. made it made sense. Islam didn't deny anything that came before. Yes, all of yes. these things happened, but now this is the complete story. All right. Um, and this is for you. Well, then I thought, yes, but what does that mean for me? Oh you know, boy. am I going to have to change? Do I have to start wearing a headscarf? Um, uh, would I really fit in? Mm. You know, does it mean that I'm not going to be able to do certain things? And I had lots of questions, but then I thought, okay. hold a step back. You asked for the answer. Yeah, you're now you've it. got it. Yeah, take a deep breath and just and just. You know, reflect on so actually yeah. that you've put the you've put yeah. that jigsaw together, All right. um, and then you take it step by step by step. All right. But it was definitely the two things coming together of logical and spiritual. Mm -mm. Now let, let's talk about spiritual and logical. Those two things in Islam, they fit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They fit. There's no like illogical things that you've read that tells you, oh my God, what what religion did I choose? Mm -mm. Allah brought you here for a reason. And that feeling of inner peace, oh, that is such a jaundiced word. Hey? We <laughs> talk about inner peace like they throw it around, but you do find that. Did you find it? Yeah, we well, you know what's very interesting is I always thought that I was a bit different my point of view or maybe some of the things that I did growing mm. up and then I'd read things in Islam like oh I do that mm -hmm. it felt so natural for me to think yeah. that or yeah. do that yeah. and it was like finally um, finding a connection to something that actually mm. really resonated with me and, and it was actually sense. truly who I am and made sense yes <laughs> totally yeah. yeah even if you know, other people didn't understand me yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. Now, now I had that connection. And, Alhamdulillah. And, um, so talk yeah. to me about that day, that particular day. We have, oops, we have don't have that much time left, but we're going to fit it all in, right? Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that day, saying those words that took you from the past into a new future. Yeah. What did that feel like? Mm. It was. It have was to go like. A long way. Yeah. Look, it's like um, the questions paid off. I've always been someone that asks <laughs> lots of questions, and I really felt them. Well, actually, now my 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 questions have been answered. Many questions I had before were not yes. answered, um, and then now it all comes together, and. Now I know the truth. I can't deny it. I can't go back. You can't. Once you learn some knowledge, mm. you can't erase it. Go you back know to it ignorance, now. Ignorance. Yes. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, it had a very profound effect on me, oh, and then yeah. I, I couldn't wait to to actually my my best friend Sahir was getting married in England. Mm. Her um, family are of Pakistani descent, but she was born and bred um, in England, in London, yes. East London, Essex. And I couldn't wait to see her on my first day back, mm. which was the 19th of June, and it happened to be Juma. 
Oh, and I said to her that I wanted to meet up with her for chai tea before yeah. Juma. Okay. And then when I told her that I wanted to take my shahada, <laughs> she was so happy. <laughs> and um, we, she took me to the local mosque that I'd actually yes. never been into before, okay. but she was teaching there. What was that like? Um, Just being inside. Well, it was delving into a place within a place that I grew up. Okay. But I didn't know. Like, for example, uh-huh. when I took my shahada, there was actually a man from Athlone sitting in the room with the imam and me and my best friend when I took my shahada. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, what a small world. I've just come from there. Oh, but I'd yeah. never met someone from there previously. You know, my, my interactions with the um, types of South Africans that I'd met mm-hmm. had not allowed me to, to meet actually a whole group of people that I ended up meeting afterwards when I embraced okay. Islam. I didn't yeah. know these people were there yeah. in, in, in my area. Everything changed, right? And then we had a chat about Athelone, yeah. which actually made me feel really comfortable because <laughs> I'd just come from here. Yeah. And the other people obviously didn't really know what he was talking about. Okay. But it made me feel really at home, yeah. you know, sitting there. And then, yeah, and then um, um, when I took my shadow with my best friend, it just felt so right because mm. she, she knew me. Yeah. And, and she knew you were searching. Yeah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what has changed for you in how many years now? Um, so, um, wow, how... <laughs> I think um, I think it's transformed my life, and it's the best. It's, it's basically the best thing I've ever done with my life. Alhamdulillah. Um, it's I can't ever say it's easy. There is struggle, yeah. But actually, that is life. Yeah. And um, we just learn, don't we? Always. Absolutely. Everything. We've received an SMS, mm-hmm. and Assalamu alaikum. What a pretty, pretty from inside. Uh, beautiful voice, alhamdulillah. Keep up the good things you're doing. Allah have, may Allah have mercy on you, inshallah. And this comes from Fatima, Suleiman, and Shaquille. Mm. How beautiful is that? <laughs> do you perhaps know Thank them? Thank you. Yes, I do. <laughs> I That's a big shout out to Johannesburg, my youth How leadership guys. How beautiful is that? How beautiful <laughs> is that? We need to go for a quick ad break. We'll come right back now, inshallah. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. My guest in studio is Nuseiba Bratso, and she's speaking to us about how she answered Allah's call to Islam. So we have very little time left. In there, we need to cram as much as possible. Mm-hmm. All right. So how long have you been Muslim? Um, it's coming up to seven years seven now. Years. 19th of June will be the anniversary. <laughs> and you chose to make uh, South Africa your home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is it easier to practice your Islam here than it, it, it is back home? Yes, totally. I really feel that I've come into my own here, mm. really finding myself and being able to express myself fully oh, right. as a Muslim woman yeah. here. Yeah, uh, as yeah. a warrior woman. Yes, yes. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. <laughs> so uh, tell us a bit about the kinds of things that you do. Okay, well, um, as I said before, um, I'm a photographer. Yes. Um, but That's as an artist from a young age, I believe that um, once I, I really refined that craft after studying at university, having a degree, and then for eight years just doing photography, and then, oh, sorry, <clears throat> I then realized that actually now I'm ready to now retap into other 
other mediums. So um, I do sculpture, printmaking, um, poetry. Poetry has been something that I've been doing and, and live performance for the la for quite a bit for the last two years. I also do traditional Indonesian dance. Mm -mm. Um, so I'm in the process now of um, teaching that to the youth. So if there is okay. anybody that would like to learn in Athlone, Pylons and Langa or Mitchell's mm -hmm. Plain, then they should call in because All I'm right. looking for, for you from those areas Excellent. to teach traditional Indonesian dance. W would you leave your details here with us? Yes, yeah, for sure. All right. Also, um, tonight, I'm actually, it's the first night, it's the launch of um, Lyrical Pilgrimage, which is an open mic night. And it's particularly to create a safe, sacred space for Muslim artists and mm -hmm. all people on a spiritual journey all to right. express themselves through poetry, storytelling, spoken word, rap, mm -hmm. song, comedy, all whatever right. way they would like. Yeah. Yeah. It's in a bookshop and cafe. It's called That Place on 76 Lower Main Road in Observatory. Okay. We have... Um, uh, so, so everyone Frederick needs to go to that place. Yes, for sure. <laughs> at, yes. <laughs> at 8 o'clock, we have Wasim Fredericks, who's going to be the guest act today. Okay. He's from an Ashid group called Aswatul Medina, and he's um, put together some of his own solo material, which is really All phenomenal. Right. Can, is it okay to give you a number here, or should people rather call the station? Um, I think we should rather the let station. them call the station. Yeah. yeah. It I is, also have is, a Facebook page is, for my MPO. It's safer that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they can they can look up more. It's called Rahasia Mafusa, my MPO. Mm -hmm. Rahasia mm -hmm. means secret in Indonesian. Okay. And Mafusa is the root word of mafia. And the true mm. meaning of mafia mm. means beauty, perfection, grace, and sheer excellence. Ooh. And that's, so that's where your Sicilian about. roots comes yes. in. Yeah. I figured yeah. as much. Yeah. <laughs> I want to mm. thank you so much for being here today. Thank for you. For sharing with us such intimate details about your life and how Allah has guided your heart to this beautiful religion of ours. A warm welcome to the Voice of the Cape, to the Muslim Ummah of, of Cape Town especially. Okay. We're very happy that you've chosen to make your home here and we wish you much success, inshallah. Okay. All right, so what would you tell somebody listening right now and thinking, oh, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. It's not you that know, difficult. Well, the best way to give dawah is to be authentically yourself and in through yeah. the things that you do will inspire other people yeah. to look at Islam. And if you're thinking about Islam, then look to your heart. Your heart guides. Mm. And ask sincerely and authentically whatever the, yeah. the questions, the wishes, the prayers that you have. Indeed. And you will be guided. You will be guided. Absolutely. Well, sitting here in, in studio, you were truly guided. Alhamdulillah. And we're very happy for you. Alhamdulillah. Um, as I said before, we wish you everything of the best for the future. We ask that Allah guide and protect you and us and keep us always on the straight path. Keep us guided to him. Alhamdulillah. Keep well, madam. Thank you very As much. Alaikum. That was our guest today. And uh, she came to talk to us and tell us about how she answered Allah's call to Islam. Nuseiba Pratso. Alhamdulillah, we're very happy that she could come today. If you are thinking about Islam as a way of life, I'm sure you have listened to her story. And may Allah guide your heart as well, inshallah.